Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the Courageous Parenting Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us again for another week. Today, we have an important topic. We're going to be talking about, well, this is a question that we get a lot. Yep. It is. Are you scared for your kid's future? Um, This is a a conversation that I feel like keeps coming up over and over again, whether it's young moms who think about when their kids are going to be launching from the home and how crazy the world is today and thinking ahead to 15, 20 years down the road and just kind of going, oh, all hope is lost is kind of like the mm-hmm. kind of the theme, if I'm honest, that I hear from people. Um, and even people who are in that decision-making season of like, not sure if they want to have more kids. And we're not going to talk about that super, super in depth. We did do a whole podcast on should Christians have children in uncertain times. Please go find that. I think it's in season two or three. Um, But we're going to dive into this topic of are you scared for your kid's future? And I have a special guest with me today because she has just graduated high school. So I I have my daughter, Megan, here. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. So Megan is almost 18. She's going to be 18 Mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. And she graduated in July. And she has a very bright future ahead of her. We'll be talking about that in a second. But I think... Isaac and I were just contemplating this particular, um, just an encouraging, wanting an encouraging word for those who are feeling overwhelmed as they are raising their kids and looking at what's happening in the world. And we went, you know what? This is perfect for Megan to come and talk to the other parents about. So um, we're excited to connect with you guys on this. But before we dive in here, did you guys know that we have a kids podcast. It's called the Courageous Kids Podcast. And Megan has been sharing on the kids podcast for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, almost all of us kids have that are still at home. Yeah. 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 So it's been going for at least, I'm just trying to think when we got started, it was probably like when the app started. Oh, it was a year ago. Even a little bit before that, because we had it out and then we decided, oh, we're going to keep it in the app and get like more special. You're right. You're right. So for those of you who don't know, um, you know, we homeschool and we have nine kids ranging in age 22 down to one and a half years old. We currently have seven kids living at home. Megan just graduated. So she's actually working now. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but we wanted to do something with the kids that was ministry focused, but also was giving them the experience in speech making and speech and debate, if you will, or public Public speaking. speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, dad's always been super passionate about that. Oh, yeah. I for I for sure see it as definitely like one of the the top things the kids have to be Very equipped valuable. for yeah. before they leave leaving a legacy academy, which is what we call our school. Um, but for sure that has definitely been more like Isaac has pushed that 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 particular yeah. agenda, I would say more than anything, leading that 
and I'm really thankful for it. So we started out the podcast wanting an, an option for our high schoolers to be able to fill the gap with a speech and debate and creating mm-hmm. keyword outlines, communicating their beliefs, teaching, all of those things, which was awesome. Yeah. But then we realized, well, t- for this to be ongoing, we probably should compensate. So we started compensating the kids per episode and the money that they make is different based upon their age and like the content that's in their podcast and how long because Megan puts a lot of effort into hers, which we super appreciate. But hers are definitely more meaty than say, you know, Eli's and Sullivan's. Maybe just a little bit. (laughs) There's just a spiritual maturity thing. Yes, it's a bit different. Um, But what's neat is that that money that they earn goes into a special account to help them with entrepreneurial pursuits. Suits. And so just wanted to share that with you guys. Maybe that's inspiring for you to figure out something that you can do with your kids where they can be putting money aside for something entrepreneurial. That's mm-hmm. always awesome. Um, but one of the I wanted to ask you, Megan, maybe you could share with the audience um, peop, some of the titles of the podcast that you have yeah. done over so the year. I did one on um, having faith like Daniel, and then I've done one on the difference between joy and happiness and what that looks like mm-hmm. in the biblical sense. And I've done one on dealing with conflict with siblings and not letting ageism limit you. I have a few more. Those are off the top of my head right now. One of my favorite ones that you did was on identity in Christ. Super impactful for kids, um, but also for parents. I can't tell you how many times when people who are in our app, because that's where our podcast is now, the kids podcast is exclusively in the Be Courageous app. So Mm -hmm. if you want to find out more about that, just go to BeCourageousMinistry.org and find out about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the podcasts are there. I think we have over 62 of the kids podcast episodes. So great conversation starters for kids. Like some of them are three minutes, some are 15 if Megan does them and they're more meaty. Sometimes mine are short too. Yeah. pretty simple That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're just really good conversation starters for kids and parents, maybe Mm -hmm. as they're driving or whatever. Um, but it's been an encouragement to a lot of adults too, where they listen to your podcast and they come back and they text me and they're like, wow, I needed to hear that. And so that's an encouragement to you. Um, but anyway, so just wanted to say thank you guys for joining us, um, and supporting the 10 million legacies movement means so much to our entire family. Obviously this is a, everyone, it's like all hands on deck. I feel like. Because you guys help with babysitting the younger kids when we're shooting a podcast or doing a live. It's definitely a family-oriented thing. For sure. And it's been neat because Mm -hmm. now they're teaching too and they're involved in a different aspect of it as well, which is super awesome for me as mom to watch that. But Well, let's dive into today's topic. Are you scared for your kid's future? Um, this, this is a conversation I, we have three points for you today. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about, um, I, I'm actually going to kind of interview Megan and have her share yeah. about what she is looking forward to in the future, because I think it, it will be encouraging for you guys who maybe are feeling this fear of what's going on in the world and how that's mm-hmm. going to impact your kids' futures. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be encouraging for you to hear a young person who sees the reality of what's happening in the world, but is not discouraged by it. Um, And then after she shares a little bit about that, we're going to talk about how, yes, the world is fallen and three, our hope is in Jesus. And we've got some scripture for you guys. This is going to be a great episode. So Megan, can I just say, first of all, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the woman that you have become. And um, I don't know if you guys follow Megan on 
um, Instagram. She's on Instagram, Megan Tolpin. And she has some heart desires that she's pursuing. Why don't you share yeah. with people what is next now that you've graduated? Yes. What is next? Okay. So what's been next so far for me is I work for my parents a little bit on the side, like four hours a day. Um, I'm a manager of Be Courageous Coffee Instagram mm-hmm. and do some like um, – just involvement with email listing and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and creating things. And, um, but what I, my passions are and what I'm pursuing passions wise is, um, recently a midwife has come into our community in our church and she's so amazing and super like-minded and just at the perfect timing. And I've always had the desire to be able to bless other women as they're bringing a new child into the world and just be there for them and learning about it. And so I've been able to be an assistant of hers and learn things. And I mean, she's taught me some really cool things that I think is so amazing that I can use in my future, like suturing or um, understanding a little bit of like how to save a baby's life if the airway's not working as well as it should be. Mm. And a lot of really cool things that I'm thankful for knowing and thankful for her being in my life and having that opportunity right Mm -hmm. in front of me. And I'm also going to pursue becoming a doula and um, like getting my certificate and that and doing online schooling and um, see where the Lord takes that. And I know that my heart has always been drawn towards that. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. I'm still figuring out what it Mm -hmm. looks like, but I mean, first steps right here. And then um, I also have always had the desire to have some sort of ministry and just encourage and uplift my generation because there's a lot of brokenness in the world. There's a lot, it's a fallen Mm -hmm. world and there's a lot of loneliness and Mm -hmm. it may look peculiar what I want to do. I'm not fully sure what it's going to look like yet. I know Mm -hmm. the first thing is I'm been trying to launch my own podcast and, um, excited. Yeah. Really excited to see where the Lord takes it and Mm -hmm. Just praying about it a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of a passion project, as yeah. dad likes to call them, passion, passion projects. Project. I love yeah. that. Um, but I would say even just like pursuing becoming a doula and serving mm-hmm. women in midwifery or, or in doula work, whatever it is, has been a passion of yours too yeah. that you've been like really looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who are out there who have daughters and maybe you have been, um, you know, I, I think that this topic of like, wanting to have your daughters at your birth or like, this is not what the podcast is about, but I'm just going to bring it up briefly. Um, sometimes people get scared to let their kids into like intimate things. And I would definitely say birth is an intimate thing. Right. (laughs) And it's definitely something you want to pray about and Mm -hmm. gotta be, um, something that you and your spouse are in alignment about. But Megan came to one of my births for the first time when she was four and a half, Mm -hmm. when Ethan was born, that was our sixth. And she has been at every birth since then. Mm -hmm. And so she's been my doula, you know, trained by mom. Um, really her (laughs) and Kelsey have been for Mm -hmm. since, actually since Luke, because Kelsey was at Luke's birth and he is now 14. So the girls have been by my side at different levels and they both had had an interest in either midwifery or something like that. Um, But it's just really neat to see Megan, how God has brought in this opportunity, like she was saying, mm-hmm. and having open doors. And, yeah, he's yeah. opened doors for her to right now. She's a birth assistant mm-hmm. and um, in kind of like an apprentice style setup, yeah. which is super organic. And we love this mm-hmm. because it's it's exactly what fits for her season of life right now. Yeah, truly. So, so she starts doing school in about a month. 
And that's exciting as Mm -hmm. far as becoming a doula. And she's working on this podcast. So you guys can be praying for Megan, be on the lookout for what she's going to be doing. But I just, I think that it's exciting for you guys to hear that like there, there is a way, right? There is a way. I mean, I think that um, my parents' generation and maybe even, well, multiple generations, I think about my grandparents, there was always this push for kids to go to college right out of high school. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's not that dad and I were like, not you guys. We no, weren't yeah. against, no, yeah. you know, going to college. Supportive of what us kids, like our passions are, of right. course. Uh, yeah, and wanting you to follow God's will for your mm-hmm. life. And, um, you know, and sometimes certain professions, it's like required to have a higher education for certain things. I definitely yeah. would not be like submitting my brain to brain surgery unless there was a trained surgeon <laughs> underneath there, right? <laughs> and so like obviously yeah. there's certain professions that require um, higher education in that regard. Um, but I I think that in the last three years, especially everybody's eyes have been open to this like agenda that we all kind of thought was there, or maybe some people didn't realize it was there, but mm-hmm. now it's undeniable yeah. to where we're it's like, open. yeah, where mm-hmm. it's like, there's definitely, they're not just teaching things that kids are going to school for. They're mm-hmm. teaching a whole different liberal agenda that's actually, um, it doesn't even, it, I, I could just say it's sinful. It's literally teaching evil and trying to corrupt children. I just see the enemy all over. I'm sure you guys do as well. And that is the aspect that can be so discouraging when you're thinking about your kid's future and you want them to be equipped and prepared. And you're like, how do we get from A to B and our kids still be saved and be ready for the world? That's like really, that's like the bottom line for parents right there, right? And um, I just want to encourage you guys because it it does not have to look like how you, maybe you've had it in your head that it has to look like. Mm-hmm. And when you're following the Lord and you're praying and you're seeking him earnestly, God provides unique open doors like what Megan has experienced with yeah. this opportunity. So um, I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. But Megan, beyond being like a, a doula and that kind of thing, that's more of like a a ministry like desire. Present. Yep. Yeah. What are your dreams and desires for like, let's say five, 10 years down the road? Well, I've always loved the idea of being a mom and a wife. Yes. And that, like the Lord has definitely put that in my heart and I can't wait to utilize the gifts that God's given me, like cooking and, um, and yeah, and I really pray for my family kids. and pray for my <laughs> husband and I'm excited for when that journey approaches. But in the meantime, being content when you're single mm-hmm. and being content in where God has put you like then and not being too comfortable where you are, but growing and pushing yourself to furthermore build the kingdom, God's kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. 
www.thepeakingbrand.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So as we were discussing discussing this specific um, topic of like finding contentment, like mm-hmm. in the season of singleness, for example, to like glorify God, mm-hmm. um, there was a verse in Philippians chapter four, verse 11 through 14 that we wanted to share with you guys. It says, not that I am speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I, I know how to be brought low And I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And this, this concept of like contentment, like we all know, well, most adults know, most kids probably don't know, but I feel like you know, because we've lived in a very transparent way as far as like even walking through trials with you kids to where like we didn't hide the miscarriage. We didn't hide the business failure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we wanted you guys to learn from how we were walking through it, like Mm -hmm. being real and transparent about pain and Mm -hmm. loss and Mm -hmm. suffering, Mm -hmm. but it, but also like seeing mom and dad still praising God and getting through it together as a family and glorifying him. Yeah. Yeah. And growing, like what, is there anything Lord that I need to grow in and, and being transparent with our communities as we Mm -hmm. walk through those hard things. I think that all of that, like, because you kids sat in church with us and you saw the confessions, you saw the prayer requests, you were there for all of it. Probably more than I even realized. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that it's interesting how much we take for granted, right? Like it's easy to just like assume everybody else has something similar Mm -hmm. to you. But I know that you know what you've – that the family that you've been raised with has been a gift from God. And Mm -hmm. I I know that like being married to a man who loves the Lord has been a gift, Mm -hmm. that having kids who love Jesus has been a gift, Mm -hmm. like – I, neither of us take any of that for granted. Um, but I do think that like, even in the midst of just daily life, it's easy for the enemy to tempt us to become content, or it's easy for us to operate in our flesh and forget to be thankful. And then that unthankfulness can very quickly turn to discontentment and thinking yeah. like worst case scenario, oh, I wish my life was different or, oh, I wish mm-hmm. this, you know. Instead of constantly focusing on the negative, look at the, all of the little blessings that God's put in your life all around you. Totally. And so I think that, you know, it's interesting, like as you're in this specific season, like a lot of, especially within the Christian community, I think Mm -hmm. that with girls, there's this like lie that they believe that their life doesn't start until they get married. Yeah. And that is putting too much weight and hope on like mm-hmm. a person, another human being that is going to potentially mm-hmm. let you down, right? Like, right. Yeah. um, and what I mean by let down is like they're human, 
And so yeah. like we, we can't put our hope. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can't put our hope in another person. But like mm-hmm. like not living on purpose and then because yeah, you're like, I don't have yeah. a life until I get married, right? Uh-huh. But that's the opposite of what you're pursuing. Yeah. To have independence as, when you're single and be able to pursue what God's put into your heart and try and make an impact while you can. Like I view it as like a beautiful season in life where like I don't like I'm not saying of uh, being a wife or having family is a burden because it's not at all. It's a blessing. But to have that like it could be a little bit like in the way of like what God has put in my heart right now to desire to do ministry right now. Like I probably would take a break if I'm starting a family. Right. But right now I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, it's a way for me to look at the glimpse of all of it and be like, OK, God has given me the tools now. He, I have the desire now. I need to take action. Yeah. And I it's interesting too because I feel like even within the context of the family that you're – obviously you, you're still living at home mm-hmm. and like seeing that you have a ministry with your younger siblings. And you talk about that yeah. in the kids' podcast like mm-hmm. in different things that you teach on like right. conflict between siblings and different right. things like yeah. that. Um, and it's super powerful to for you to um, understand and have a purpose and go, I'm here for – this reason right now. And mm-hmm. I see that in you, like when you babysit Xander or you're watching the boys, like I see a distinct purposefulness where I come in and there's joy and the kids are happy mm-hmm. because Sissy's been like pouring into them and making it fun. And she like truly delights in her younger siblings when it's her turn to watch the kids. And so mm-hmm. it's like, that's a huge blessing for me, but it also is like, you know, building her relationship with her siblings mm-hmm. and she gets that, but it's also preparing her for her future yeah. as well, like being patient with kids and like understanding mm-hmm. and having compassion on little ones. And like that's yeah, practice for that muscle. the relationship with your siblings while you're home intact and still pursuing them, even though you may have all of the other big things ahead of you. Yeah. Like they're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Totally. Whether you like it or don't like it. And so building the relationships are super important. That's right. Mm -hmm. So let's move into the next thing after you guys, wasn't that encouraging? Can I just like, that's just super encouraging to see someone that's like, I'm not letting this world get to me. I'm going to keep pursuing the things that God has put on my heart. I just, I think that that's really cool. Um, The next thing we want to talk about, you know, in regards to this, are you scared for your kid's future? The world has fallen, isn't it? It's just, it is, it's a hard hard world. But the reality is, is that the world has always been fallen. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that God hasn't placed us here for us to like dwell in a spirit of pity. Um, but instead for us to have our eyes wide open, not be conformed to the world, like it talks about in Romans 12, but Mm -hmm. instead understand what our purpose is and be pursuing that. right? Right. And so, you know, obviously like one of the things that Megan and I were talking about just, I mean, it's easy to, to recognize what's going on in the world. There was just the elections, right? Right. Last week and, or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for you, you've probably heard this everywhere. If it wasn't for Gen Z, which is your generation, if it wasn't for them, like if they had not voted, the whole nation of the United States would most likely be red. And and there would be a huge overturn of things that are like exploiting children to things that are completely inappropriate, that are, in my opinion, child abuse, Mm -hmm. that are happening like in, in all over the country, actually, it doesn't matter where you live, even in really red states, there's still the enemy is still attacking and trying to get in and trying to exploit it children. It shows how much waywardness there is in 
Generation Z. Totally. And it's so sad. And it's in every generation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying yeah. that it's not, but the but it is a very large demographic issue of the way that they voted made mm-hmm. a huge impact. And so you just think when you hear that kind of stuff, you think about, wow, in 10 years when all of them are going to be in their early 30s or in 20 years when they're all in their early 40s and they're running the nation, right? Like, where is this world going to be? And so it would be easy to be discouraged. But I just want to point out that like, it doesn't have to be that way. No, you don't have to have that perspective. We actually have a choice in choosing our perspective. And we need to understand that the world has always been fallen. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is we've actually been very blessed here in America, specifically in the Western culture, because this kind of complete just debauchery has been common all over the world throughout generations. And so we had another scripture that we were going to share with you guys. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of (laughs) evangelists. Oh, sorry. Where am I at? Fulfill your ministry. So, you know, you guys, this is a this is a command sentence. Mm-hmm. Like as I even think about um just some of the words that were in there, sober-minded comes to mind. What is sober-minded? Like being aware and not thinking of yourself more haughty, mm-hmm. right? Having a humble heart posture, recognizing. So if that's part of what sober-minded means, sober-minded is also like understanding the reality of the world that we live in mm-hmm. and how we are affected by it, how we are potentially influenced, being sober-minded mm-hmm. and being vigilant, being it, yeah. like being vigilant to protect ourselves from those mm-hmm. negative influences. Mm-hmm. But also it's not just protecting yourself. It's like, what are you filling your mind? with so that you can actually discern it when it yeah. comes. Does because, it produce bad fruit or good fruit? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're like not in the word and you're still going, oh, but I'm vigilant. I'm not letting the bad stuff in, but you're not filling your mind with the word. Then you're, how will you be able to detect that? You won't because yeah. it's the Holy Spirit, right? Exactly. That's in mm-hmm. you that gives you the discernment to be able to mm-hmm. test what's pleasing, what the perfect will of God is, right? And so like that that's just a huge warning to me. But also this talks about the need for us to endure suffering and do the work of an evangelist and fulfill Mm -hmm. your ministry. Like God has given you a ministry, Mm -hmm. depending on what season of life you're in. So maybe there's some young people that are listening today because maybe some of our normal listeners, they have some teenagers and they're like, oh, the 12 pins have Megan on there today. Let's listen together. And that's really cool if you're listening with your parents or maybe you're listening on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have a ministry and it doesn't start when you get married. It doesn't start when you launch from your parents' home. Like understanding that God created you with a purpose. He knew you before you were born. Like it says in Psalm 139, here I am quoting scriptures we didn't plan to talk about, (laughs) right? Um, But in in truth and reality, like understanding that God has a purpose for your life and you, part of your purpose was being equipped and being taught and becoming prepared. Your parents are supposed to be preparing you Mm -hmm. so that you can fulfill the purposes that God has for you in this next season also. But like part of that is also walking it out on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes it means that you will endure suffering, but that you're, regardless of if you're enduring suffering, you still do the work of an evangelist and you Mm -hmm. fulfill 
your ministry. Um, I think that, you know, another thing that's super important that I think is probably the thing that's bothering parents more than anything. And here it said, for the time is coming when people mm-hmm. will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. That is actually the thing that we've all as parents become more aware of recently. Yeah. And the truth is that that alone should have been a motivator for all parents to really evaluate who are we letting our kids sit in front of mm-hmm. and who are we putting a stamp of approval on and saying be an influence to them. Because we can't throw our hands up at the end of the day and be like, well, I raised them going to church. I don't know why they walked away. If we saw the signs in the culture like this, like people not enduring sound teaching, and we did not change course in choosing better teachers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I would say like if there was something that if you're listening and you have younger kids, if there is something that you could do practically, I would say the number one most important thing that you could do be watchful is to be consuming. watchful and be ready because it said for a time is coming. Well, we are in that time. We are in that time. I'm sure that you would agree that there is an agenda to try to make right wrong and wrong right. Bittersweet and sweet bitter. And the Bible says, woe to the man who does that, right? And so we don't want our kids to be um, sitting in the seat of scoffers and learning from those people that are teaching those wayward philosophies. So, you know, I think that being sober-minded helps us to have realistic views of what's going on in the world and helps us to then we can make wise decisions, right? And so I think that, you know, as parents— we have the responsibility to make decisions with our kids, especially when they're younger. You and I were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. how um, there's a, a great analogy that I once learned from a mentor of ours many, many years ago that was um, that raising kids and protecting them is kind of like when you're you're planting seeds. And y- yeah. you start them out first either in the greenhouse or maybe they're in your garage <laughs> and they've got the special lights and they have the protected environment. There's no harsh wind right? There's no Mm -hmm. pouring down rain that's going to beat the little seedlings to the ground. Nope. There's a little three-year-old with a spritzer bottle going, (laughs) you know, giving them just the right amount for like 20 minutes and their finger hurts and they switch hands, you know, it's so cute. But, um, the truth is, is you do, you kind of protect them. You protect Mm -hmm. the seeds when they're first planted. And then as they grow up, you have to do what we call hardening them off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for us living in Idaho, that means I start seeds um, in either in our garage or in our studio, and then we move them to the cold frame. Mm-hmm. And then after they're in the cold frame, we let them be outside for a few hours and then we put them back in the cold frame. And then we let them, after a week or two of mm-hmm. doing that every day, we let them be outside a little longer and then we put them back in at night. But only when we think they're ready, right? Only when they're ready. And we pay attention to the weather mm-hmm. and we pay attention to the climate. Oh, is there going to be another mm-hmm. frost? Is there going to be another snow? Is there going to be, what's going on? Is it going to be too hot that day? Are they going to get scorched in the cold frame? We have to pay attention to the elements, yeah. right? And make wise decisions so that the seeds survive and don't die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a very blunt representation, right? And then when they're ready, you harden when the when the weather is potentially looking ready to where you're not going to have any more threats like that. You, you put, put them put in them the out. ground, mm-hmm. right? And then in they the have to deal with the weather, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know, maybe you cover them for a little for another week while they're in the ground. Who knows? Depending mm-hmm. on where you're at. But the truth is, there's a process of 
of doing that when you're in a place. And so like you have to evaluate what is the climate of where you live because it may be different than where we live here in Idaho. And so you need to be realistic, take rose-tinted glasses off, evaluate the climate that your kids are being raised in, and you have to make wise decisions Mm -hmm. as far as like what you protect them from, what you expose them to, so that they are ready to launch into the world and they're not going to have um, issues where, or maybe not as many issues, right? Because they're more equipped. But I think that, you know, this, this topic of, um, the next, the next point that we have for you guys is keeping our hope in Jesus, because I think that sometimes the heaviness that can hit parents is really reflective of the fact that we think that we have more control than we actually do. Um, and so I know that this may seem like contradictory to what I was just saying about evaluating, making decisions. That's super important. That's a practical thing for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but the truth is, is I think that sometimes we worry because we believe that the, this illusion that we have more control than we actually do. Right. When in reality... God's in control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. God's in control. Yeah. We're his bond servant. Mm-hmm. Right. And understanding, like, again, going back to that concept and teaching your kids that they have a purpose is super important and teaching them what the greatest purpose is. Which is Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's pretty clear. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. Is make disciples of all nations and be a bondservant to Christ and allow him to make our steps, allow him to write our story and giving him the pen. That's awesome. I think too when we when we're talking about the great commission for kids to understand that like truly like get what Jesus has done for them. Yeah. And teaching kids this concept of what eternity is and what life on earth is. And what I mean by that is like having perspective, having a worldview and having a biblical worldview, biblical Mm -hmm. perspective of life, understanding like the Bible says that life is a vapor and that it's gone in a blink of an eye. I mean, people are always saying it, right? Like, oh, you blink and your kids are going to be grown up, right? Right. And it is true. Like life goes by fast. And and the older you get, the more you actually sense that it Mm -hmm. goes by fast. Um, but, but even though it's going by fast to understand the value that you have in what God has planned for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that like if we as parents were to encourage our children that God has a plan for them and he made mm-hmm. them for this time for a reason and for mm-hmm. kids to be open to serving God in whatever that is, that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I think sometimes, you know, kids forget or they just don't even know. I think a lot of times parents don't think to like instill in their kids that, hey, you know, you have a purpose right now and a ministry right Mm -hmm. now. And like, you know, if you love Jesus and you understand eternity, you've accepted Christ, you're born again, like mm-hmm. understanding that. Under Christ, the God who created the whole universe and he wants you to be an impact in building his kingdom. 
Amen. And like when your kids grow up with understanding what eternity is and how short their life is actually going to be here on earth, mm-hmm. then their perspective towards actually like having this urgency to the be an evangelist, yeah. right? Or mm-hmm. uh, an urgency of like, I need to do this right now. Kind of like what you were saying, mm-hmm. like you're looking forward to being a wife and a mom, but you're also super content mm-hmm. in this season of singleness because you know that God's called you to do a few things that need to be done right now yeah. that you would not necessarily mm-hmm. be doing when you're a wife and a mom. Um, right yeah. and just and that's what you have personally decided so it's yeah. like for 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 Megan like she understands that and so she's like okay that's the season I'm in let's go mm-hmm. and it's it's a good healthy place to be mm-hmm. and that is actually the message that kids need to hear is like okay you're moving into this next season which is super exciting what mm-hmm. does God have for you yeah. um but understanding that as parents we need to be the ones that are encouraging our kids in that and teaching them that so mm-hmm. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says do not be anxious about anything. Actually, it starts before that. I love this. I have to just share with you. The Lord is at hand. I love that. The king is going to be coming. He will be. <laughs> We've been reading in Revelations as a family, and it's just kind of fun to, yeah, to read fun. that. But yeah. the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. This is a word for all the parents who are anxious and scared for the kids' future. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then it goes on into the finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Mm -hmm. pure. It's like commanding, God's word is commanding us to focus on those things. But I don't want to skip over this important exhortation that we have in the book of Philippians because it's kind of an equation that tells us that if we are if we're choosing to not be anxious one thing that we can do to help ourselves to not be anxious is to pray and sub and have supplication with thanksgiving and give our requests to the lord for us parents like if you're struggling with that like you need to be praying for your kids and for their future so that they like because God is actually the one that is in control more than anything. You do your part well mm-hmm. and you pray really hard and you give God the trust because he's worthy of being trusted. He's in control of tomorrow, right. which is what this Bible verse is talking about. It's Matthew 6, 34. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So even that, like that's an exhortation for us. So yeah, why are, it's convicting. why are we, thinking about tomorrow right like it's not our jurisdiction too no and i mean there's other scriptures that we could read i'm sure you guys are thinking of the birds of the air and how it does Mm -hmm. not soil or you know or Mm -hmm. god takes care of the birds of the air and you know how much more does he take care of his own children if you've been walking with the lord i'm sure that you have testimonies and examples Mm -hmm. in your life of how god has provided and i know i do and just even thinking about those testimonies helps me to remember that he's a God worthy of being trusted and mm-hmm. to surrender back to him my worries and my fears through prayer and giving them back to him when I start getting tempted to take things into my own hands. And so I, I hope that that is an encourage an encouraging word to you, but I also hope that it's one that spurs you to be proactive about giving God your fears, giving God your worries, and and. You know, one thing I think that is super important is that God calls us as parents, as well as young people, to be holy because he's holy. Mm -hmm. And so when we are choosing to walk 
in a way that God has called us to because we love him, because mm-hmm. we want to follow his word, because we know that God has our best interest at hand and we're mm-hmm. seeking him for wisdom. And we're we're trying to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord, to live righteously, right? To because godly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what God calls us to. Mm-hmm. When we're trying to do that and things go hard because life can be hard sometimes, mm-hmm. we still can glorify him in those times. And I think that those are the pivotal times that our kids have an opportunity more than anything to learn what life is about. That's actually the best boot camp for them is to see oh, yeah. us. How many times are my parents have been like, well, it's okay, even though this is happening right now, like look at what God did do. And that's so impactful and so beautiful to see mm-hmm. the good side of things. And it it will influence your kids if you're open and you're sharing with them about the hardships. I even think about like people who maybe are listening and are leaving a new legacy. I know that Isaac and I have shared a little bit about our story here on the podcast before, Mm but you know, if there's stuff that's in your past or just even things that you've grown up with that you've become very, very vividly aware of the worldliness that exists in the world. Okay. I'll just put it that way for maybe some little ears that are listening. Um, and you're aware of what's going on. One of the things that I know that has been helpful for Isaac and I, and something that we felt called to by the Lord, is in a spirit of humility to share with our kids about the mistakes that we have made, about mm-hmm. the regrets that we have from our childhood or our mm-hmm. youth, um, or or just even sharing with them like how grateful we are that Jesus saved us and that he changed us, that he gave us a new life, that we, when we were born again in him, we are a new creation mm-hmm. and how much of a blessing we've been able to, we've been walking in this for 23 years since mm-hmm. we've been married, right? Where, um, you know, we've been building a new legacy and mm-hmm. not hiding that truth of what's truth mm-hmm. about the world is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, don't hide that from your kids, but no. instead humbly, so choosing not to allow the spirit of pride to exist in you and humbly being honest about those things Mm -hmm. so that your children are more prepared and more equipped and don't make, I mean, hopefully, Lord willing, not the same mistakes, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. There's also the aspect too of like, you, you, as a parent, you did do all you can. And yeah, I mean, we're not perfect and I'm sure like everyone makes mistakes, but it is the kid's their, it's their own walk with the Lord and that's their own path and just nurturing and being loving and by their side and just doing everything that the Bible has told you to do like is the best thing as we can do. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, your, it's their own walk with the Lord. I, you know, there's two things that kind of come to mind as we're about to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that I get asked a lot is, hey, so when Kelsey went to college or when Austin got married mm-hmm. and, you know, they were X age or whatever, like, how did you know, like, do you, does it feel weird? Like, were they ready? And honestly, that weird. was, well, for maybe for you as their sister, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because you saw yourself as like an equal with them mm-hmm. for sure. But like for me as a mom, I knew that I had done all I could do yeah. to raise them up in the Lord. And I had been faithful as much as possible. And I, there was nothing more. Like I literally got to the end and I was like, okay, I feel like I've done due diligence. And now it's up to you and God. Like I yeah. had to let and my them hands to learn open. Their own experiences, right? Yeah. And like I think that when you have done that, to be able to go into that launch season, you're not hanging on tight and like, oh wait, 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 come back, come back. No, I forgot to tell you this one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that like there haven't been times where I've had conversations. Of course there have. Like mm-hmm. you know, 
Austin, I just even think of Austin and, you know, now being a dad for the first time, there've been a whole host of new types of conversations that we've been able to have. And it's been awesome and it's brought us closer. But like Mm -hmm. when you raise your kids in such a way where you trust them and, Mm -hmm. or maybe you don't trust them, but you trust God in them, right? Mm -hmm. Because you see the fruit in their life, then you feel good about them launching and you're, you can have hands off and trust the Lord. And I, I guess that that would like, isn't that that's my hope for myself. That's my hope for all the parents that are out there. Um, but Megan, why don't you share about the last thing that we had talked to, talked about, um, just regarding moving into the future and not having fear of the future because yeah. of all the what ifs. Not, yeah, not focusing on the what ifs, but knowing like if you're constantly thinking about what if tomorrow, like the Bible verse was talking about, then that that creates anxiety in your heart and that creates worry and fear of man rather than fear of God. And instead thinking about the if-thens, like how am I going to react? How am I going to respond? How am I going to glorify God Mm -hmm. in this certain situation that I see could happen? Mm -hmm. That's the real question we should be looking at, not what, oh, that bad thing's going to happen, what our response is Mm -hmm. and how we can glorify God and show his light through our trials, our troubles. I love it so much. One of the verses when she said that, I went, oh my goodness, that's so clever. It's so biblical because I started thinking of the scripture and I think it's 1 Timothy 2.15 that says, and women shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with sobriety. Some versions Mm -hmm. say self-control. Yeah, it's if they continue. It's if they continue. And so like how many women struggle going about like having anxiety about all the unknowns that are going to happen in childbirth? Like, mm-hmm. that's like a huge thing is what yeah. if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what, what you know, and they, and they're like, really, and they're like, I don't know what's going to be like. Well, and, even when they are experienced, yeah. every birth True. is a new birth and there's yeah. always unknowns. And so mm-hmm. if you focus on the unknown, what ifs, the anxiety rules the moment. Mm-hmm. But instead, if you're like, well, I know that my future is in God's hands. Mm-hmm. What I need to focus on is my part that I'm called to, which is if I continue in faith, love, and holiness with Mm self-control. And then then God will give you the strength to pursue those trials or pursue those hardships. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he will be glorified through Uh them, right? Uh Like, because trials will eventually come. And then people see that you're glorifying God and that's amazing because it's like- It builds his kingdom. Whoa, what is this? Right. And like Mm -hmm. understanding like what is the, what is our real purpose in life? At the end of the day, it's not to like make ourselves more known. No, it's to make God known, right? apart from the world, be a little sore thumb right there and just be like, I'm different and God exists. (laughs) That's right. And it's okay to be, you know, weird according to the, what the world thinks. And, but instead to be like, strong in who you are and your identity in him and pursuing truth and standing up for truth and knowing that that is like never a loss. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. I hope you guys were encouraged by our conversation. Um, Check out uh, last week's podcast as well as we were really encouraging people to take a look at how they're parenting and how that impacts kids on if they want to have kids later in life when they're adults. See you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. 
Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.